Come on! Merry Christmas! Happy Christmas to you, our fine friends, our fine listeners. Welcome <laughs> to True Crap Pop. Yes, that's right, it's part of True Cult Pop. It's a lovely Christmas surprise from me, Stephen Hill, and joining me as ever, my co-host, compadre, good friend, and uh, drinking a lovely glass of red wine. <laughs> if only. Mould, obviously, oh, but no. Just... I thought it was red wine. What is it? It's uh, my typical uh, beverage of choice for recording. It is a caffeine-free Diet Coke. That's how, mu- that's diet how much fun we have here at, at oh, no True Cold Pop Towers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, I normally have the coffee and uh, <laughs> Sam... <laughs> So I do have caffeine, and Sam, he he doesn't, and yet we're still friends. Honestly, we're like we're like Morgan oh, and Wise. I know, and another one, which yeah, is the yeah. drink. Um, uh, how you doing, mate? Happy Christmas! Happy nice to see you. Christmas to you too, Steve. Nice to see you. Did you get anything nice in your stocking this morning? Because this is going out live. Yeah, um, I got a uh, got a. Um, got a f- football badge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had Marino, to make something yeah. up because we're recording this on the 12th, 19th of December, you idiot. You let them know. So, yeah, I don't know. I've probably got something nice. To be fair, at this point, while you're downloading this, I'll be basting the turkey. Ooh, yeah. matron. Shoving the up. All right, don't make it. Don't get bawdy. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, no. Um, and um, getting the old turkey ready, old Turk Turk. Making my classic Marmite roast potatoes. Ooh, if you're asking. that sounds all right. For, uh, got truffle Marmite this year. Ooh, Pushing the boat God. out. Patreon's doing well, then, is it? Patreon's doing very <laughs> well. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, what about you? What are you currently doing on Christmas Day? I am currently <clears throat> enjoying uh, what I have. Well, because it is Christmas Day and we are Definitely. recording live. Definitely. I am sitting here with, and I thought it'd be good to have for. Uh, the first episode of True Crap Pop, my safety Godflesh vinyl box set. Oh, so, nice. So there's some nice music, basically, in the vicinity. Um, it's but, some yeah, nice music. It's some yeah. nice music. But yeah, no, my stocking was uh, full to the brim. Uh, vodka Miniature, Curly Whirly, Digital Watch with Denim Strap, and a copy of the Daily Express. <laughs> oh, it's a good paper. There, see, good. It's, good, it's great banter. Um, yeah, we did a secret Santa, me and Sam, and I'm uh, very angry. Very just, secret, because you didn't even tell me. No, no, you didn't, oh, I didn't God. tell you. And I'm, I'm making this, I'm, I'm, I'm riffing, I'm riffing. Oh, That's sorry, yes I'm, and. That's the first rule of improv, isn't it? <laughs> it definitely is. And uh, yeah, and um, I wish you'd just given me something of the equivalent value in money. <laughs> but anyway, listen, <laughs> this is a little Christmas surprise, Christmas treat for you. We teased the other day that we were going to be starting... A new podcast. It's a brand new idea that no one's ever come up with before, except for me. It used to be called Broken Records. Um, it was my idea, um, and it was my concept, and I came up with a name. So, obviously, I should be forced to change it, right? I should yes. be forced to change it to something completely different. That seems really, really fair. But um, you don't care about any of that. You're having a nice... You're eating a mince pie and watching... Tim Muppets. Lovejoy cooking sprouts, no doubt, while you're listening to this. And uh, we thought we would give you a sort of, uh, it's not really a full-blown true cult pop, uh, true cult pop. It's not really a full-blown true crap pop. It's something in the middle. It's sort of a teaser for what we're going to be doing with true crap pop, where we look for the worst album ever made 
in the history of music. That is the purpose of that podcast. We're starting off with something which wasn't in the original list stuff that was there, but we saw it and we were like, I tell you what would be funny if we reviewed this record mm. and then we were like, well, actually, it's going to be bad, isn't it? Let's just whack it straight in to the list of True Crap Pop. And uh, we're going to be talking about Christmas with Cliff by <laughs> Cliff Richard, the fuck me 46th studio album he's like the, the UK's <laughs> just like the full yeah just like the full it's a 46th studio album from the uk's favorite asexual tennis loving rock and roll virgin and definitely not uh, a dodgy pedo definitely definitely <laughs> not cliff richard released on the 25th of november 2022 a few weeks back from when we recorded this we do have a full-blown ranking of over 80 albums that we just happen to have lying around from another, another time, time. Yes. another different time a better time wasn't a better time. <laughs> wasn't a better time uh from a different time um but we're going to re-rank those albums so i'm not going to go through the albums that we have already got in a ranking so i think we're going to save ranking we'll, we'll, we'll stick cliff in somewhere when we do the first proper episode of yeah. true crap pop as this is a sort of um a little treat and uh, a kind of a, a mashup of sorts of, of a podcast so i'm not going to go through the list right now but we do have a massive list and the first proper true crap pop that we do we'll see sam adding cliff richard and Christmas with Cliff to his own personal list alongside the list I already have and we will be re-ranking everything in that list so you've basically listened to like 80 odds 84 quite, and quite this bad albums. and then another one that I thought was going to happen when it was under a different name mm. um yeah I've listened to a lot of bad music basically yeah. um so yeah. enjoy and that's just we <laughs> and that's just uh the devil wears Prada. <laughs> Oh, you have. You've had listened to some quite bad music. Yeah, sorry. And and Ill and Devilim Insanus, but that's fine. So do, <laughs> yeah, do that you, most weeks you anyway. Would do anyway yeah, yeah, you yeah, do that anyway. Yeah, fine. Okay, so let's talk about Cliff Richard and Christmas with Cliff. Now, I am, Sam, I don't know if you've noticed this, I'm older than you. What? Yeah, I know. Bloody hell. You, you can't tell from my uh from my haggard eyes and my wrinkly face that i am older than you it's you the... you okay. fresh faced plumped up little um cherubic man that you are <laughs> oh yeah i don't know cheers maybe i mean thank you uh, I'll, I'll take that it's your boyish that. charm that hides it it is isn't it yeah, yeah i mean you're yeah. right to say i'm glad you're a very astute point i'm glad i brought you on the show to point out things like that which some people have missed unfortunately yeah. but i do have a boyish charm mm. there's no getting away from it that's a fact now sam said it we we can't go back on that so but yeah but i am older than you yes uh contrary to popular belief and <laughs> when i was growing up cliff richard always seemed to be number one at christmas or at least that's kind of how it felt to very very young me i think in those beautiful days of my youth when i was far less cynical and christmas still had that sparkly unobtainable magic that the rest of the year just doesn't have i was very easily seduced by a song and a video like mistletoe and wine which was christmas number one in 1988 when i was eight years old to the point now where i still have warm fuzzy nostalgic feelings for a song like mistletoe and wine mm -hmm. i'm wondering 
as you, pathetically born in 1994, like a fool, yeah. just not wait, waiting around too long before Honestly. you were born. Um, six years before you were born. Uh, Mistletoe and Wine, do you have any strong feelings either way to that song? You've rolled, you've curled your lip in a way which worries me somewhat for the rest of this podcast. Well, I prefer Iron and Wine if you're asking, to be honest. So, you know. Uh, no, oh, okay. Mr. Tone Wine, yeah, it's fine. It's a nice song. I, I do enjoy it for basically the same reasons as you because, I mean, certainly in British culture, <laughs> I mean, Cliff Richard's Christmas songs are, they are pretty ubiquitous. Um, for better or worse, say, so, yeah, Mr. Tone Wine, I'm fine with that one. That's That, that can stay. He sticks uh, Silent Night in at the end. Of the Silent Night. <laughs> Holy night sticks out at the end when the he kids does. doing some shit. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't, don't necessarily need that. Shout out Rich Hobson. He's calling me on Christmas Day from Metal Hammer. Come he's, on, he's, Rich. He's only been doing it it's nine minutes, and Rich, uh, he did this the other day. Rich, mate, take a day off. Turkey's not even. It's not basic, really Christmas mate. Day, by the way. To hate, it's not really Christmas Day. So Rich is well within his rights to mm. call me um, at a normal time. But Rich, if you're listening to this on Christmas Day. I'll call you back in about an hour. I will have already done that. Anyway, um, I like I like Mr. Turnwine. He bangs a gong in it as well, Cliff Richard, a bit like Dave Gilmore. Just like Dave Gilmore, yes, absolutely. <laughs> just, like, just like Dave Gilmore. <laughs> and I tell you what, I still whack that song on and I genuinely enjoy it. I get the old Christmas playlist, crank that up, don't I? Um, when December the 1st hits, whack that on, whack on the Muppets Christmas Carol soundtrack. Oh, man. I have yeah. a lovely time. I have a lovely time. And I'll tell you what, if you think that's a bit weird that I'm into uh, mistletoe and wine, I'll tell you something else for free. In 1990, I was 10 years old. Cliff Richie got to number one at Christmas again with the frankly far superior Saviour's Day. Now, it's not as big a song as mistletoe and wine, but for me, Saviour's Day, I, I unironically love Saviour's Day. I adore, I, I really genuinely love Saviour's Day. And I fear this will be the thing, this clip of me saying, I love Cliff Richard, I love Saviour's Day, will be the <laughs> thing they use to finally cancel me when Cliff Richard dies and they go into his basement and they find that yeah. like, the pa pandas have become extinct because Cliff Richard bummed them all to death or something awful. But, um, because he's a weird guy. He's like yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. The, orig the original Paul McCartney with, with some sense of like, he's too nice, this man. But I, I love Saviour's Day. Do you, Sam? Again, before you were born, Saviour's Day. Do you know that song? Yes, of course I know it. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I think Saviour's Day is actually genuinely a really good song. Um, it has been slightly sullied in my memory, however, by um, terrible, terrible TV show. Do you remember Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere? I do, yeah. There's, yeah, an yeah. Ep there's an, like, a two-episode arc or whatever where they're in prison. And there's, I mean, I'm heavily implied that he is the prison nonce. And um, he does a rendition of Saviour's Day in costume and everything like that. Um, so I kind of always think of that when I think of the song. But it is a really good song. I, I, I just can't remove my personal feelings and my scarred memories <laughs> of it. So. I had sort of forgotten about it until around 2008, 2009. I, I worked Christmas uh, in Hammersmith HMV. I worked just for like a, a oh, yeah. Christmas job once. Um, and the manager there... Uh, I can't remember his name. He had one hand. Anyway, he was a nice guy. Um, and he, me and him, were like, oh, we should put on a Christmas like CD. And Saviour's Day came on. And we, he, I was like, oh my God, Saviour's Day. And we cranked it up in the shop to like 
offensively loud levels and just re and people were like what the fuck and we were probably going open your eyes on saviour's day don't look back or turn away life could be yours if you only stay they are calling you calling you on a saviour's day ooh, ee, 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 ee. Many have come from the hit. They, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did. I, I'm just thinking. I wish we were releasing this as a video. I think people yeah. deserve to see that. It's one of again one of the many um, one of the many tragedies of uh, of my life that <laughs> that I've, this isn't a video that I've been compounded to an audio medium. <laughs> Camera loves him, but just don't, <laughs> does, don't want to see yeah, him. No, it's my it's a curse, isn't it? Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, it was it, he's too nice, Cliff Richard. A bit weirded out. I liked Saviour's Day. It's a banger, even with its weird. Have you ever seen the video for Saviour's Day? Weird oh, Wicker yeah. Man esque yeah. video with lots of disturbing, quite odd looking inbred folk sort of stood in a cliff with Cliff swaying out of time with a vacant look on their faces, reciting the words of the song, which have you've forgotten uh open <laughs> your eyes on... anyway um come on mate it's gonna be boxing day before long sorry yeah i would just, just like you know we've got to set the scene we've got to give context for these albums so. oh yeah, yeah, yeah big time big time <laughs> so that's what i'm doing are we gonna I'm do saying... a, an overview of all 42 of cliff's albums leading up to this well it's funny you say that actually because <laughs> We're going to do quite a few. Are we <laughs> really? Like, okay. Yeah, we are. I told you I've made lots of notes. Now, you look, did. It's you did. This, it's at this point. Now, I think this is where you come into it. Cliff started to lose the lure for me. Uh, oddly, his final number one album, The Album, in mm. 1993. Um, I actually found around 1993, I started to find people like Kurt Cobain more interesting <laughs> than Cliff Richard. I don't no. know why that was. That's weird, isn't it? Uh, the lads in Pop Collaboration Listen podcast, good friends of ours, uh, have done a podcast on that album, The Poor Bastards. And a, that album, it ain't good. And by the time the millennium comes around, uh, he scored another number one hit with the truly absurd, dire, and frankly sickening millennium prayer, which was hilarious mm. and terrible in both instances and he cut a risible figure and i thought that song is so bad so spectacularly bad that surely surely he would be ushered away into retirement uh right uh yeah absolutely atrocious song i have just realized that's the song or that's one of the songs that um the bloke in max and paddy does actually so savior's day it's totally off the hook that one is fine yeah oh millennium press fucking i mean it's, it's dog rubbish. shit, isn't it? It is dog shit. That's oh, awful. Absolutely awful. Makes fucking Earth Song sound like Brat by Green Day. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? It's yeah. like fucking rubbish. It is that it's pompous. So over, yeah, it's so over the top. It's rubbish. I think even Jim Steinman would have been like, a bit much, mate. Cliff, we've got you at a 10. We need you at a 6. <laughs> yeah, like really. Uh, weirdly, though, I thought Cliff might go away after that. And he kind of did. Like, you never really saw him on top of the pops or heard him on the radio or he didn't be what he wasn't really this he was sort of part of mainstream culture mm. popular culture in the 80s and 90s still doing a song with the young ones all that kind of stuff yeah, and this yeah, is where yeah. he sort of gets ushered away but if you think that cliff richard actually went away in that that time you would be very very wrong because he continued to sell out tours get very high chart placing with his records even though his audience must have been decreasing as the years went on. One I mean, would it imagine. must have been. 
Yeah. It seems... Imp- I mean, look, I used to buy my nan whatever fucking guff he released. And he would come with the released stuff with alarming regularity. Every year at Christmas, he'd release a record. Mm. And I used to buy her that record. And she fucking loved it. I bought her in the aftermath of the Millennium Prayer. Cliff at Christmas in 2003. Got to number nine on the UK albums chart. Something's Going On in 2004, which got to number seven. Two's Company, the duets in 2006, which got mm, to number eight. That's, that's an album a, that, a, a, an unfortunate title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. An album that features covers with the likes of Brian May, Elton John, Olivia Newton-John, Barry Gibb, Dion Warwick, and maybe the only man worse than Cliff Richard, Daniel O'Donnell. Oh, Craigie. You familiar yeah, yeah, yeah. with Daniel O'Donnell? I am indeed, yeah. yes. Uh, he is like worse than Cliff of, Richard. He is. He's yeah. like a sort of uh, Father Dougal version of, <laughs> Father of Cliff Richard. He's fucking rubbish. Um, he did Love, the album, which is a cover of the... Strapping Young album. Lad, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were in different ways. Yeah, yeah, both, yeah. both the same, yeah. In 2007, that only got to number 13. Boom. Um, he did Reunited, uh, where he did with The Shadows, his mm. backing band from back in the day. Got to number four in 2009. Bold as Brass in 2010, got to number three. Soulicious in 2011, Ooh, no. got to number 10. It's a load of soul songs. Stop doing this, Cliff. <laughs> it sounds Stop bad. Yeah. Now, there are some more, and they all got into the top five between Soulicious in 2011 and uh, the album we're talking about today. But mercifully, my grandmother passed away in 2013. <laughs> thank uh, maybe, God. Thank God for that. Maybe the one positive I could take from her death was that I didn't have to buy a copy of the fabulous rock and roll songbook that December. But, um, you know, I did see, I don't remember going shopping for Christmas and seeing it and, and kind of my heart was conflicted because on one hand I was like, well, that's one less coffee you're getting, Cliff, but at the same time going, oh, I would usually have bought that. So it's kind of sad. Bittersweet, so that's sad, yeah. That's a yeah. sad story, isn't it? Yeah. Sam, I feel like I'm asking you a stupid question here, but this is a bit of a stupid podcast, so why not? <laughs> have you heard any of those albums? And if you have, what, <laughs> what which one's your favourite? Oh, Soulicious Baby. Definitely. Soulicious, uh, yeah, no, me too. Mercifully, mm. I have not heard any of them. I think I have only heard Cliff Richard. Broadly speaking, probably only his Christmas songs, I would say. I mean, certainly had the Young Ones song that you did because, uh, well, my ninth birthday, got both copies of the Young Ones on DVD because my mum was sick of watching Disney films. So the start of a terrible descent into kind of absurdity, I think, there. But um, yeah, I, I don't really know much Cliff Richard and um, don't really care to, to be honest. Wide for sound? Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, because that Mm -hmm. was in that Max and Paddy episode as well. I think that was actually... um, uh, Great devil woman, you know. She's just a devil woman or something, something else. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good song. I was thinking of something much more along the lines of a Nal Nasrak with a title like that. uh, Yeah, no, I do know devil woman. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, but um, I wouldn't wouldn't call myself an oracle. I don't have the 43 album box set, I'll put it that way. (laughs) No. Not yet. I mean... Not yet, no. You're going to wait till 50, isn't he? Cliff at 50. Yeah. When he does 50 albums, all on vinyl. Well, two I mean, Two and a half thousand pounds for that on vinyl. How much money do you need, mate? How much money do you need? There's a lot of grands out there who would like that, to be fair, though. <laughs> um, I, I may be jumping the gun a little here, Steve, but you did share the video I'm going to refer to earlier today. Do we think... Cliff Richard is going to make it to 2023. 
<laughs> I hope. Yeah, yeah, I do. We'll talk about that. We'll come back. To, we'll come to that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I but hope so. Just, I mean, I do, I do. I don't wish ill on the man yet. Hold on. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till moment, we get to the I second don't. half of the record. Yeah. Um, all of this means with the sales that we're talking about and the chart placement, and blah blah blah. Did you know Cliff Richard is the second biggest selling British male solo artist of all time behind Elton John? Fuck me. No, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I mean, I can. I can believe it, but I'm incredibly depressed that that is the case. Think of all the people that he's bigger than, yeah. sold more records than. I mean, everyone that's not Elton John. Every, everyone. Yeah. Ro- Roachford. Uh, that's, Sh- that, Sean Paul's I'm sh- not. Sure, there's some other men, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, Sean Paul, yeah. <laughs> Sean yeah, Paul's famously. not and Roachford. Um, they're the two main ones. They're <laughs> third and disqualified for not being English. But like a lot, you know, Phil Collins... Sting, yeah, yeah. Peter Gabriel, Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George, like all of the Beatles. That is mad. That is mad, that is mad isn't it? Yeah. But then, that you know, cr- Christmas music is a big deal, isn't it? I saw a thing um, the other day in conjunction with people criticising Lad Baby, which I'm all for, to be honest. But um, I think Wizard annually are still estimated to make a million pounds every year just on the royalties of, of I Wish It Could it's Christmas crazy. Every Day. It's Even- mental. I read a thing and it was uh, Jonah Louie. You know Jonah Louie who does uh, Stop the Cavalry? He, he, he did it. You know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know his name, but I do know that song. Yeah. My dad will slap you silly for saying that. Am I invited around for Christmas this year then? A bit late now, isn't it? It is actually Christmas Day. Oh um, shit! The I tell you what, the facade's crumbling. My dad's, my dad's not invited round for my Christmas. So yeah, you are. You can come <laughs> round for my Christmas, my, but my dad's not coming because he doesn't like food. I'm not going to get. There's no point me getting into this now. This is very personal stuff. My dad's Christmas dinner last year went to my dad's. Pathetic. I had a fucking <laughs> microwavable beef Wellington. Never again. Ooh, Never yeah. again. Anyway, um, I think most people would have forgotten about most Cliff Richard albums. Um, because they're either dead or have dementia, uh, or they just never <laughs> knew about them in the first place. Yeah. But the third Cliff Richard Christmas album, that is a big deal. I think a normal Cliff Richard album in the mid noughties the 2000, whatever, you know, 2012, 2013, 2014, yeah. that ain't much. But Cliff Richard has something Christmassy about him. And so I think that's why this album, I've not seen anyone really pay attention to Cliff Richard really like this for a long time but it's because it's christmas and is he true. is some sort of like earl of christmas isn't he mm. the, the, now, the krampus of pop music he is yeah yeah um cliff announced release this album on the 6th of december with a cheesy facebook video and he looks okay and he looks quite happy in that one so as opposed to the one few weeks down the line um but he also put this statement out saying i have always loved being in recording studios ever since studio two abbey road in 1958 I saw an interview with him where he said he was in abbey road more than the beatles it's like just let it go mate <laughs> you're me. not going to be more thought of than the beatles let it go um i recorded this album in criteria studios in miami florida 4427 miles away from abbey road Stop going on about Abbey Road. <laughs> just want to know why you know so much about Abbey Road. <laughs> and once again, and once again, I felt that I was in a world of my own. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I had the help of two producers, Sam Hollander and Chris Walden. They guided me through the quote unquote 
well known. It's almost like he's put him in quotation marks. Well known. Oh, rocking around the Christmas tree. Oh, well known. Sorry, I wrote Saviour's Day. Yeah, well known. <laughs> so they are well known. You have to put it in quotation marks. Oh, couple, you faithful. Fun. What's this dog yeah. shit? Oh, well known. Oh, oh, apparently we all know it's the most wonderful time of the year. I wrote mistletoe and wine, mate. Um, <laughs> they guided me through the well-known Christmas songs and freed me to sing them my way. They had different approaches to the songs that I asked them to produce for me, and they gave this album the dynamics I hoped for. This album is not just mine. It belongs to all of us involved in creating it, and I hope that we add a little something special to you and to your Christmas season. Now, Sam Hollander and Chris Walden, you might be asking, who are they? Who are these people? Mm. And this is where this album gets a little bit weird. Chris Walden, fair enough, he is a big band arranger for the likes of Michael Bublé. He's worked at the Oscars. He's worked with Jennifer Hudson, Diana Kroll, and a few more. But Sam Hollander is a songwriter. And this is weird. He is most known for working with Panic at the Disco. What? Mm. He wrote, he co-wrote High Hopes from Death of a Bachelor. In fact, he wrote quite a lot of stuff from Death of a Bachelor wow. by Panic at the Disco. So he's won like Grammys and he's multi-fucking platinum selling with Panic at the Disco. He also has songwriting credits for Macklemore, <laughs> Train, Blink-182, Def Leppard, Billy Idol, Weezer, and... Oh. <laughs> he wrote Metro Station's classic. That's where you use. That's where you use quotation marks. <laughs> classic when you're referring to a Metro Station song. Classic. Shake it. He wrote Shake It by Metro Station, and now he's working with Cliff Richard. Dear me, he's not covering himself in glory, is he? He has had an interesting career. Yes. Say. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe not quite know, how he Of course I don't shake it. I, I was, at sec- right, I was in me. secondary school when it was all the rage amongst people I didn't really like. Well, it's funny actually because I saw um, an argument between some like scene people on Twitter uh, and some just normal people. And somebody said, someone's going, oh, pop punk is much, much bigger than the garage rock thing. Does anyone even know any of those songs where those garage rock bands, like saying like the Strokes and the Hives and the White Stripes and Chet, and, and it was going like, you know, and, and they actually picked Shake It by Metro Station as a song that quote unquote, everybody would know. Oh, everybody knows that song. Does everybody know Seven Nation Army? <laughs> yeah. Or Last Night? Yeah, they play them in, uh, they play, Seven Nation Army is literally played in every sports stadium in on the, the planet. Yeah. I yeah. think more people know that song. Um, although saying that, did Seven Nation Army or Last Night or Are You Gonna Be My Girl win the favourite song of the year at the Australian Kids' Choice Awards in 2008? <laughs> no. So, case closed. Go home, everyone. Go home. We can close the book on that one. Um, anyway, that's weird, isn't it? That yes, is weird. That is, that is very, very unusual. That is, I was not expecting that crop of bands, but I suppose, um, you know, Cliff's got his uh, press injunction. Make me Maybe sound that- like a festive Tom DeLonge. Well, I was Please. just thinking, you know, he, he's got a press injunction of of sorts and uh, maybe some of those pop punk bands should have done as well. That's mm. all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything about their... He's not saying... Just about their under, underage sexual exploits, allegedly. Just, just asking questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The first single from the album to be released was Sleigh Ride on the 14th of October with Cliff Richard in the official video stood by a fireplace in a lame suit and uh, looking up and getting ready to sing. But, hey, God, bloody hell, Sam. The elongated opening to this song 
where they chuck in a weird little drum beat for no reason. Throws him and he kind of shrugs and rolls his eyes and he's like, oh, you you guys in comedic fashion before going on to the, come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Um, he also, I don't know if you watch this, but he also does the hand movements to all of the lyrics. And when he says, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. He really looks like he's grabbing someone's hair and fucking them from behind. And I have to Ooh. say, in my mind, the person that he was doing that to was a lot younger than him. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. It was disgusting, actually. <laughs> I am sure. The shocked. person I invented, in my mind, well, let's just say it wasn't very nice. I have to say, Sam. So if that's not proof of something untoward going on in Cliff Richard's personal life. I don't know what is. Could have been Brian May. <laughs> it could have been Brian May. No, no. He had two hands. Brian May's hair is ah, too yeah, yeah. curly. It wasn't Brian May. Oh, God. Definitely oh. not. <laughs> um, well, you're off the hook then, Brian. You're fine there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cliff, on the uh, other hand. Oh. Not so much. The video also just fades out and the song ends. Like the, even the video itself goes, can we just fucking bin this off? Like it doesn't <laughs> actually get to the end of the song. It's like one minute and 40 seconds and it just sort of fades out and just leaves in there. Uh, even though the song hasn't actually finished yet. So it's not, it's not the best video I've ever seen. No. Um, second, second single though. Ooh. The video for Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Aww. Again, the video is amazing. It's basically the same... <laughs> Same exactly setup, same. yeah. It's exactly the same setup, but Cliff has taken his jacket off. Oh well, yeah. That it, is the only thing. And at the start, he, he puts a record on, and then again, he starts to mime and dance the song. And um, you know the bit where he goes at the Christmas party hop. He does a hop, and he looks like he's going to start doing a bit of pogoing, but then he realizes that his hip is not what it wants for, <laughs> so he just does one little hop and then sort of gives up. Um, some of his... Uh, have you ever tried to kind of mime out the words to a song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time, big time. Right. Do it all the time. Do you, ever get, do you ever get confused and not know and go, well, I don't know how I kind of physically represent that with just my hands. And Do you ever get that where you just go, I don't really know what to... Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How, what, that, like, that's why you just have the point, don't you? Just The point, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Now, um, well, you, you pre yeah, because this is what he does. So... When he says everyone's dancing merrily, everyone's dancing merrily, he just points at his dick. <laughs> and I just thought, that's what? not dancing merrily. How does that represent dancing merrily, mate? That won't hold up in court, will it? <laughs> oh, we were, they were just dancing merrily. <laughs> like in the video. <laughs> no. Oh, Cliff, you dirty dog. And the second time he says everyone's dancing merrily, he just sort of holds his hands up like he's surrendering. <laughs> something's going here. on here Sam. There's a theme. i mean you saying it's kind of the same setup but you know the jacket's off there's the kind of interaction of the record i wonder by i, I don't know i mean in due time are we going to get a video for every single one of these <laughs> songs and is it going to tell some kind of long-form narrative is this cliff richards crack the sky it's uh, i was gonna say it's lemonade isn't it it's basically yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cliff richards lemonade cliff richards crack the sky uh cliff richards mean, the I, wall if you will i hope so i hope so yeah I, I'm I mean, I don't, well up for that. It's like the shittest game of charades that goes on for the longest and sounds <laughs> the weirdest that I've I've ever experienced. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, so those are the first two singles. There are a couple of other singles that were released before as well. But on November the 18th, Cliff Richard recorded another Christmas message to his fans. Not quite as jolly <laughs> as he was back in September. 
<laughs> it's a very quick message. And Cliff, I'm going to try and do the impression. We all oh, should, we've, we've actually do. we've actually retweeted this on our Twitter page. So if you want to go and look at the message himself, it's almost a bit worrying. I would say. I, I hostage situation vibes. He says, "Hi there. There's just one week to go until Christmas with Cliff hits the shelves. Please pre-order it now. I really need your help." <laughs> I mean, he oh, sounds... that that was note perfect. I've watched it so many times. I can believe and it. And the sadness in his eyes—it's like they've got his like his fucking kid. Oh, he hasn't got any kids, has he? No, like he's got something he cares about. Off, or like slightly off screen with a gun to their head like please buy my album <laughs> they're gonna, they said they're going to break my legs <laughs> they said I'll be swimming with the fishes he sounds absolutely absolutely terrified it, he's yeah. terrified I mean I, I just assume that um, off, off screen we've got um, the, the entire Corleone family basically and this is why I wonder is he going to make it to 2023 because clearly he's got some debts to repay hence making a Christmas yeah. album to pay off the mob um, mm. but he didn't get to number he, one did he so he better you need oh. to get to number one fucking Stormzy fucking Stormzy <laughs> killed me. you've killed me Stormzy I hope you're happy with your gang signs and prayers pray for me oh dear Poor Cliff, but yeah, you Poor gotta Cliff. watch that video. God rest it's about soul. six, seven seconds long. It is the most. It is the most desperate thing I've. Yeah. Ever. I thought he was talking to my mate about, it and he was like, "Is there some money for this? Go to charity or something?" He and I was like, "No." He's like, "It must." <laughs> Goes to Vito. Why is he begging for you to pre-order his album? I really need your help. <laughs> it's that I really need your They'll help. They'll put the puppies down. What? They're gonna take my thumbs. <laughs> You've got enough money, mate. You're Cliff Richard. Wow. How much? How much is enough? <laughs> Not quite as much as Elton John. No, well, yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah, absolutely. He wants to be number one, <laughs> doesn't he? In every sense, needs to. Unbelievable. I mean, if he wanted it... to do that, I mean, we have we've just lost a monarch this year. He could have done a cover of "Candle in the Wind." Candle in the cliffside. No rubbish. Oh, carry yeah. on. Carry he on. could have done that. Would have been good. Anyway, so look, the album came out. Let's get to some of the reviews. None of the big places actually reviewed this record, apart from the Telegraph. Pitchfork. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, didn't get a review on Pitchfork. Said, obviously, it's every bit as corny cool as you expect. Skipping gleefully through a perky It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Jingle Bell Rock, and an unexpectedly stately Oh Come Were Ye Faithful. There's even a nod to his roots with a vapid cover of Blue Christmas, most famously performed by Elvis Presley. Mm. Surprisingly, the trio of new songs are the real highlight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who wrote right, this? When can I tweet at them? <laughs> Fucking hell. Jeez. Breaking up the predictable classics with genuine... I'm having a coffin fit in... I just you, can't even You're believe. so taken aback and you've already read that review. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, God. I just swallowed something like surprise. I think I swallowed my own tongue when they said that the, <laughs> the best songs are the new ones. Fucking hell. Um, uh, predictable classics, genuine tenderness and showcasing Richard's still impressive voice at its best. Though the perpetual cheer and relentless saccharine is almost enough to put anyone off Christmas for life. No one does unabashed sincerity like Richard. Needless to say, it's a Christmas classic in the making. The Telegraph there. Getting it badly wrong. Get being a bit weird. Um, <laughs> it's not the weirdest review I found though, Sam. Oh, here we go. Robert Crisco. The weirdest... No, no although... A, a plus. I, I, I didn't give it a mark, right? But cult. There's a, a website called Cult Following. Okay. And 
this is the weirdest review because of the context that it puts it in right how christmas at cliff ended up in the same chart position <laughs> go on <laughs> as suede's auto fiction and yardak's the overload speaks more of the average listener and those that use the charts than it does those who rattle through rich's latest album 24,358 units shifted in the first week and a lot of questions raised about the future of art across the globe. If this can sell more than the unsung talents discovered years later, Donny Emerson's Dream Wild and post-war glamour girl's pink fur, then all is lost. Only a villain could smile and release Christmas with Cliff. That's the smile of a man who wanted another chart topper. Festive wastelands are easy to conquer when the concept of a Christmas album is no longer on the mind of anyone re relevant. Enjoy your winnings, Cliff. Um... Has this person just realised that music industry is an industry and as a result is rather cynical and sort of like financially motivated? Have they just come to that <laughs> realisation? Do you think they, you know, they were writing it and they were like, oh, I've only got two minutes to deadline. Certainly they were like, oh, hang on. Yeah, oh, no, that's why he's done it. Oh, bloody why hell. am I comparing Cliff Richard to Yardak? <laughs> well, I mean, to like, be fair, what? I know who I prefer. <laughs> or suede like do you know what i mean like what? yeah suede. it doesn't oh, make on, any mate. why are you bringing that you know what this is this is like it would have got to fucking number one if it wasn't for stormzy you bloody idiot like why is that person bringing up suede and yard i tell you, imagine the sort of person that bought this going up to him and going you know what you want to listen to mate wet leg <laughs> why don't you try why you uh, put this down put this down i'll tell you what's good mate you need to check out a gang of youths out like no no they don't want that, do they? No. The people who buy it. Your nan. I, then my nan, when I was about, when I was going to buy a like, Solar Fiction, whatever the Cliff album was called, in 2011, I thought, you know what, actually? You know what, nan? I've been buying you Cliff Richard all these years. <laughs> Here comes good kid Mad City instead. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm going to buy you the Velvet Revolver album. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy you them crooked vultures uh, <laughs> instead because I think that you, you need to learn about what good music is, Nan. Well, when, when did uh, Fun House by the Stooges? <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, when did Soul, Soul Delicious or whatever it's called come out? Is that 2002? 2011. Oh, bugger. Oh, 2011. <coughs> what could you have got that would have been good that year? Nothing. Uh, anything Lama good was released that year. So, was it your favourite? Oh, that's 2012. That was the next Lama year. Gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could have just waited. I could have got a voucher and I could have held it back from her. And I could have said, "I'm holding on to this <laughs> until because straight for the sun is going to blow your bollocks off." Because <laughs> Lama God have got the album coming out next year. Yeah, and Nan, it's about time. I think really. Yeah, I know you're 93, but you can't. <laughs> it's not an excuse. You got to keep up with new music. It's true. It's true. It is true. Um, the Scotsman. This is the only other place I could find a review for it. Gave it two stars saying, Christmas with Cliff features a mix, a mix of secular and sacred songs and a trio of originals which won't be troubling the Christmas classics. One doesn't like to sp speak ill of a legend, but the eternal teenager is now sounding his age. Still, he's happy to shoe on in a cheeky congratulations reference in Sleigh Ride. Um, those are the the reviews of the establishment, Sam. They're the, they're, what yeah. does any of that mean? That's the reviews of the establishment. That's the reviews of scummy, snobby music journalists. Mm, they're in Michael's who don't pocket. Have yeah, who don't have mm. the thing, their finger on the pulse. Those are people that are getting paid to write those things. You know, they, they're compromised. Their opinions are compromised. If you want real reviews to really know what a record is like, you go to the, the fans. You go to the, the people who really love it. And that's why, as ever... My favourite. <laughs> oh reviews my gosh, this is going to be fun. Are isn't the it? Amazon 
customer <laughs> reviews for this album. The top review is actually a three-star rating, and I think oh, it's the most blimey. fair and balanced rating that I, I think you'll see from someone called Teasel on the 11th of December in a review titled Festive Fun, Not-So-Great Cardboard Sleeve. Getting to the... <laughs> Which, which, I, which I noticed none of the other hack journalists that were paid to review this album even mentioned, hence proving my point that really, if you want to know what an album's really like, you go to the people, the fans, the real people. And they said, Teasel said, the music content is a festive treat. I especially like Sir Cliff's cover of When a Child is Born, but as other review, reviewers have said, I'm disappointed that the CD doesn't come in a jewel case. I've had to purchase one separately. Not Sir Cliff's fault, of course. Of course. No, no. It's not his fault, is it? Not well, I mean, to be fair, I, I did hear that historically he would be down the pressing plant and he'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no that needs to be Digipack. That, you know, they're, they're going in the yeah. stockings. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, not Cliff's fault, of course. But it comes to something when a new album from one of the biggest selling artists of all time can't be sold in a suitably good quality case. Now, this is a good point, And again, mm. goes to show how antiquated and archaic and out of touch hack music journalists like myself. And you, you're one now as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get all umbrella. my promos on Shellac. You do. You, you do. You do. You're a scumbag as well. Oh, right. Yes. And these people are telling it how it is. Who cares about the music? Good, good the music's fine. This is a, a cardboard case. That's why you buy, surely why the reason you buy music. Anyway, um, I thought I'd look at a, a mixture of the five-star reviews and the one-star reviews that came with it. Mm. Uh, some pretty good five-star reviews. I think these people um, know what they're talking about, definitely. Joe Cool said in his five-star review, titled, Bought It For My Wife. Uh, he said <laughs> she enjoys it, but let's face it, it's not Pink Floyd. Au contraire, Joe Cool, because as I said before, just like David Gilmore, <laughs> Cliff Richard bangs a gong. So, um, yeah, checkmate. Take that, Joe Cool. You, Joe. Not, not so cool Joe now, cool. are you? Mm. Um, KHJ said in their review titled Mature, it takes mm. one of Cliff's age to fully appreciate it. And the review said, See headline, uh, Mature, it takes one of Cliff's age to fully appreciate it. Why not just put that in the review? Just made that the body copy, in it? Yeah, made that yeah. the body copy rather than saying. I mean, to be titling fair, it the review yeah. shouldn't be the t that's not. I mean, me good. Metal Hammer could make a lot of money though, like save a lot of money, couldn't they? It'd be just like Code Orange, ten out of ten. See, see, title for details. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, um, the uh, the literal named Amazon customer, very oh, literal yeah. name, said in their review. I like this person; they're very literal, <laughs> and like there's no. They're called Amazon customer, and the title was arrived very quickly, um, and uh, the the review said. I like the fact that you get an actual CD, plus you can immediately download it. This person has given this album five stars <laughs> because they bought a CD and they got a CD with it. How fucking <laughs> low are your expectations for life when you buy something and you get that? <laughs> that should be the fucking minimum. I bought, oh my, oh my God, the CD's amazing. I bought the CD, opened it up, there's a CD in there. Incredible. <laughs> What an incredible bone. What a beautiful surprise. What a beautiful, wonderful, heartwarming surprise that is for me. Ridiculous. Oh, um, dear. Oh, dear. I mean, to be fair, you know, the amount of uh, contracts they're giving out to every, as they're now called. Um, I mean, I've ordered a lot of stuff that, you know, it hasn't turned up. So, I, you know, I'm with Amazon but that's on all, this one. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Actually, I'm with them. Yeah. And um, to be the fair, you know, they've done well to bag that username. 
They have. <laughs> yeah, they have. They must be like the first person ever. I'll bet there's a well, bidding war. Bidding war for that. <laughs> I mean, like people who Probably. buy like, you know, buy sort of like game series Twitter or like reserve game series Twitter handles or URLs way in advance and sell them for millions of pounds. Amazon customer, mm. they're rolling in it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they got loads of CDs. Every time a <laughs> CD turns up, I just can't believe it. For all the money I've spent on CDs and they come and I get a CD. I'm Not, delighted. And that's um, true wealth. That kind of joy cannot be bought. It, yeah, absolutely. Um, Graham said, um, if you're a Cliff fan, that was the title of his review. Okay, so see title for details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he confusingly put, Mar- with no punctuation, Marmite, do you like him or you don't? Unfortunately, <laughs> I have a lot of family like him. You, now I'm trying to work out if oh, Graham dear. is saying he has a lot of family who like him and he's just got it wrong or if he's saying he has a lot of people in his family who sort of resemble Cliff Richard I think Graham's crying for help well I think it's coded he definitely needs to be clearer yeah I have a lot of fan oh, yeah, I, I like Cliff Richard I mean I, he just reminds me of my stepbrother Do you know and what I mean? Marmite <laughs> and Marmite mm. yeah um, there's quite a few one star reviews <laughs> Uh, that's what the haters this is what the haters say oh. quite a few one star reviews but um, they all basically have the same complaint which I think Alan F. Webster sums up best in his one star review that was titled not happy with this product wow. the new Cliff album has a 20 page book inside this is a copy which I do not want I wanted the proper <laughs> CD when I ordered it a while ago to make sure I got a CD not a cheap paperback one very unhappy customer L Webster, um, although he's called Alan F Webster, so I don't know why he's changed his name. That seems a little bit fishy to me. So mm, I got a st- stitch cliff up there. That's it. They're trying to undermine his chart position. I reckon exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that is a shame. That's a shame to see. But yeah, basically, everyone who gave it one star <laughs> had the same. Which is like I love, I love the album, but what's this fucking cardboard <laughs> sleeve about? Theory me. No pleasing these people, honestly. They're used it's, to the finer things. They're used to the old days of Cliff when CDs, you know, came in titanium packaging. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They came they in their own, like, miniature. No, they came in their own miniature safe, like a Gene Simmons product. Each one. There are people, someone like Alan, Alan F. Webster or L. Or Webster, L. Yeah. Whoever, whoever wrote that, is is there and they've gone, well, brilliant, my Cliff Richard CD collection in alphabetical chronological order 45 albums all in the same format in order like pristine condition mm. probably behind some sort of locked you know case that you so you can see with glass in front oh, of yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. pride of place above the mantle pictures of family either side and he's going brilliant okay well, they, they remind 40, me of him so it's about <laughs> yeah yeah I have lots of family like him and <laughs> Is about to add that 46th one. Comes, cardboard case, smaller or bigger. We don't know. We can't confirm nor deny whether it's the size is too big or too small. We don't know. I mean, a 20-page book, I think it's. I think he's saying it's too big. I think the parameter, the diameter of what he, of his CD collection has now been compromised due to this ridiculous cardboard sleeve, which frankly has ruined Christmas. <laughs> Fuck the strikes. It's the cardboard sleeve. Yeah. It's not the train work. It's not the nurses. It's not the wind. Uh, it's not the my the lock on my gate, which is broken. It's quite annoying. Um, it's it's this, isn't it? It's this cardboard sleeve. It's a real problem. 
an epidemic, you might say. I mean, if yeah. if only fear inoculum were more, you know, more affordable, we could have seen this coming. But not many people got a copy of that, so I know doesn't yeah. fit on my shelf. So it's 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 lying down. It's rubbish. So anyway, that's what the people think. The 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 most reasonable people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's time to go back to us, the hack critics. Ugh. Sam, <laughs> what do you think of Christmas with Cliff? Well, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not very good, is it, Steve? Basically, I think that's that's the, that's the kind of short version. I wonder if we should do this track by track because I do, absolutely we I should. Do, absolutely we should. I, I feel there is a very definite moment where it runs out of steam, and I did wonder because it does seem to get more tired as it goes on. Not just Cliff. I mean, he definitely does. But like the album itself, it feels like everything kind of. It feels like it's running out of budget. Where by the last track, it's been recorded on a Casio keyboard. Um, and I did wonder. Well, I mean, he'll want us to do it track by track because presumably that was how it was recorded, taking inspiration from Rage Against the Machine, doing it live in one take. So doing it live by the fireplace yeah. in his lame suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's Fucking why the jacket yeah. was off later in the video. I mean, when they're all yeah. out, you'll see. You'll see. I mean, by the end, you'll, you'll see. Be, you, you won't want to see, to be honest. Um, you know what? The first, I'm gonna say six tracks on this are so pathetically bad but done with such an the the one bit of the telegraph review that i agree with is it is done with an earnestness and i believe that cliff really likes christmas they're so shit they're so shit but i I, I can't i I can't help but hate him i can't help but hate him for it you know when he's doing um you know sleigh ride for example which for the record, the little sort of ditty at the beginning sounds like music from a Japanese RPG. Feels like I'm walking. <laughs> right, he does eight bits. Fucking yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you listen to that. It's got you know, it's it's a hip swinging in the smallest C conservative that I can think of. Stocking filler for Gran. It is. Gran would love yeah. this. It definitely is. Um, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Hilarious absolutely no. hilarious the calypso sort of drum uh, like sample pack that they bought brilliant and <laughs> those those little guitar upstrokes i mean if if this were a bit faster it could pass for a scar song so that's never it a could. bad thing my have a one question for the most wonderful time of the year because it is a great song obviously the original oh, yeah, great yeah, song yeah, yeah. somewhat ruined by being added to a montage of stuff going wrong at christmas in every single film ever mm. that's all i ever think about that film now it's just the song they put when they're having an argument at Christmas or there's something going on bad at Christmas, they put it's the most wonderful time of the year and it's because it's ironic. Oh. It's like, yeah, but it's become such a terrible trope now. But it is a great song. Yes. Here's my question to you, Sam. Has any song ever had more key changes <laughs> than Cliff Richard's version of It's the Most Wonderful Time <laughs> of the Year? He sounds like he's running away from the the natural tune of this song yeah there are more key changes in this than uh, daryl palumbo's career uh, prison prison high security prison right it's unbelievable it is ridiculous why can't you stay in one register you know when people deliberately sing out a tune yeah 
it's like he's deliberately singing out of tune, but is scared to actually go out of tune. He's like, it's the hap, happiest season of all, with folks mistletoe in a visit and going in front of it. It's like, what are you doing, mate? What are you doing? You're like, like, like a one-man Westlife, just changing the key of the song yeah. over and over and over again. It's really, really weird. It's so weird. He just, just sing the fucking song, mate. Just sing the song. Like, I know you want to make it your own, but my God, he will not stay in the same <laughs> register for more than about two seconds. It's like a fucking toddler running up and down the keys, running up and down his own octave. Like, oh my goodness me. Like, he just, he just makes it sound funny. I don't know how the producer didn't go, I'm not being funny, Cliff, but what you've just done to that song. I know you're trying to make it your own and try and do it a little bit differently. And there might be the odd bit here and there that you could change. But you've just made it sound l- like you're taking the piss out of it. Mm. Yeah, um, and I quite admire that. But the thing is, it's like he does sound like he's taking the piss, you know, and I'm all for that. But I think he's doing it in a, in a somewhat loving way because really, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to assume and it might be unfair of me that Cliff Rich has probably not been the be- the hottest vocalist on the planet for quite some time. Um, if ever, let's be honest. Uh, he's no Mike Patton. But um, yeah, I mean, it, to be honest, those key changes all over it's the most wonderful time of the year were not the vocal delivery that was the most glaring to me. So I've got I've got a favourite glaring one, which is... Now, Steve, I can't quite adequately explain why, but I ended up being reminded of Alexandra Burke's cover of... Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah earlier today. Um, Do you know what? I put that, I put Magic TV on last night. Oh, yeah. Like the 50, 20 best Christmas songs or something. I've been watching that while I was wrapping some presents to make it a bit festive. And that came on. Yeah. And it made me think I'm going to, you know, convert to become a, like a Sikh or something so I don't have to celebrate Christmas. It really made me hate Christmas. It's not a Christmas song. It's not a Christmas song. No. Not a Christmas song. No, I mean... doing on Magic's top 20 best ever Christmas song countdown. Go on, answer me that. Well, can't, can you? No, I can't, actually. Can't. No one can. All I can say is that it's um, clearly the people at Psycho Records misunderstood the concept of a really good orgasm being, you know, kind of portrayed in religious allegory. Um, But let's not... They definitely did. Yeah, I think they definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's not review Alexandra Burke, though. The reason I bring it up is because... On Joy to the World, my lord, Cliff Richard is stretching those notes further than a fat man's waistband after Christmas dinner. <laughs> he, he is he is dragging it out. I mean, yeah, it's... Um, he sounds like he's it, run out of batteries. <laughs> it really he does. He sounds yeah. like he's run out of batteries on that song. He's, it's less Joy to the world, world and more sort of like Prozac to the world. And then he turns it into some sort of Christian campfire song. Mm. Yeah, it's bad, that. It is bad. really bad. However, charmingly so. So actually, I think this this may be a recurring theme across the the tenure of this uh, subset of True Cult Pop. Have you ever heard, Steve, (coughs) of... um, There's a school of thought in film criticism called vulgar auteurism, which is basically kind of reassessing... It's basically the kind of foundation of like so bad it's good, but actually done kind of through a critical lens. I feel like that's going to happen quite a lot. And the first half of this album, I actually quite like because it's fucking shit, 
But it's so funny, isn't it? It's it's it radical. It's radical. It is. I mean, look, we got to go. So my wonderful time of the year. I just want to go back to Sleigh Ride because I've never heard anyone. I've heard a lot of people going, do, come on, it's lovely where the... Cliff Richard goes, come on! He <laughs> sounds like he's annoyed at the kids. <laughs> Get the kids in the car! Come on! He sounds like a front man. Play. Sounds like he's playing side stage at Outbreak Festival. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's probably like, come on! <laughs> This one's called Sleigh Ride. Get this fucking pit moving. Bip, 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 bip. Open those presents. Absolutely hilarious. Fuck this place up. <laughs> this one's called Sleigh Ride. Come on. It's lovely weather for us. Sleigh Ride together with you. And then um, we should talk about First Christmas, which is yes. uh, one of the, the, the three uh, new songs. Yes. Um, terrible melody. Mm-hmm. Terrible melody. Mm-hmm. Like... Proper Ozzy Osbourne, Iron Man, but without a good... Like, just going <laughs> Didn't even have the riff, with yeah. the... Like, brother, it, we celebrate. Yes, we celebrate it's the Christmas time. It's Christmas time. Yeah, It's a nativity story. It's got the eggiest chorus you've ever heard. On that first Christmas, God gave a present to us. We give gifts to friends and family. We receive them too. But don't forget that Jesus Christ is the greatest gift of all. Um, and he, he sort of ex- first Christmas he does it's like he's sort of explaining Christmas it's like are you explain this to R2D2 man <laughs> it's a little callback no, it's a to callback when we did yeah, yeah. the uh, Star Wars one ages ago yeah um, R2D2 doesn't know about Christmas oh does he not no he doesn't oh, that's a shame and it is a shame mm. and Cliff Richards feels like he's sort of explaining Christmas to uh, R2D2 yeah yeah um he turns Jingle Bell Rock into the theme tune to an 80s kids show. Yes, Which it but... sort of sounds like anyway, but he makes it well Timmy Mallet. Big key change on that as well. Mm. Oh, big key change. I mean, for me, that one, uh, not so much the, the kind of the sound of it, but the pace of it reminded me of a early noughties primary school disco. Uh, that, there are two songs here where I've got very concise notes. Uh, that one, I've said, you know, primary school disco. Um, guitar tone at the beginning of that song, Wherever I May Roam, innit? It absolutely sounds like the opening of Wherever I May Roam. It's that... <laughs> <laughs> it does a bit. So yeah. well done, Cliff. Well done. It is. Um, Blue Christmas is the sexiest one, isn't it? I, I have written Sexy Outlaw Cliff at Christmas. It is, yeah. That's all I I've mean, got Cliff... for that one. <laughs> Cliff is, he puts his calendar out every year, mm. which is, again, you've got to question the person <laughs> who would buy a calendar of an 80-year-old man dressed half naked as a cowboy. Um, yeah, that is a bit weird. But Cliff is still sexy after all these years. He doesn't want to be sexy. He doesn't want anyone to know that he's sexy. It's a curse. But he's that, but he's that sexy mm. that he is anyway. Um, now... I love the song When a Child is Born and it is so fucking cheesy that I'm kind of going to let him off this. You know what? So am I. And actually, so just to go back to First Christmas very quickly because um, I feel like things are about to turn uh, rather sour. Um, That is the the best of the um, original compositions for my money. And I think it has been saved by some masterful sequencing of the first half of the record. If that was in the latter half, it would be an absolute write-off. But because of where it's placed, it... I'll allow it. Yeah. But a child is full sequencing. It is. It's, it's like, like lateralis, this, basically. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like Dark Side of the Moon. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. With just as much music concrete as you would hope. Um, yeah. yeah, When a Child is Born, the song itself is lovely. I don't need Cliff to do it. 
And uh, when I think about the great songs that have got spoken word passages in them, this isn't one of them. It's not. No. And I tell you what, that's not even the worst part about it. Because at the end, he just goes, away in a manger. Yeah. And then the song ends. It's like and at the end of King Nothing, where they go, off to never, never learn. <laughs> yeah. It is. He's, he's, doing, it he's is. doing a lot of Metallica here. He did a lot of Metallica. And I have to say, um, I don't want you to do that. No. Don't copy Metallica, Cliff. And certainly don't copy... Don't just go away in a manger. Yeah. The end. Away in a manger. Done. Um, now, I, when I first listened to this, Mary Did You Know was actually not a song I was familiar with. Mm. And having heard Cliff Richard's version of it, I'm absolutely delighted that I've never heard of it before because <laughs> it is fucking rubbish. Just, it is a song, essentially. Like, before we even get to Cliff's version of it, because I, I haven't listened to the original, but I didn't know this song and I was like, what is this song? Um... And apparently, you know, it's a cover of, I can't remember who it's a cover of, but I didn't write it down. I don't want to give them a name check because this is not a very good song. No. But the song is just continually asking Mary if she knew her kid was the son of God. It's like, I'm sure she knows better than you, mate. <laughs> it is. Like, did Mary, you, did Mary you, do you know yeah. about your kid? You know, your kid's like, Jesus, he's, the, he's like God's kid, isn't he? You know, you like when he's going to, he touched that leper and then and, and, and now he's not a leper. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I did know that, yeah. Oh, did you see the bit where he got the fish and he go out and he was doing had two and everyone got a bit? That's good, because you know he's son of God, isn't he? Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. That's the song. That's the fucking song. It's I mean, rubbish. Yeah, it's uh, explaining the concept of deification to R2-D2, isn't it? Basically. <laughs> mansplaining the fact that you are... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give, you're giving man, birth to Christ. You're, you're mansplaining... The virgin birth to the person <laughs> who gave birth to a deity. How arrogant are you? Cliff Richard, what are you like? I know he didn't write it, but I feel I feel it. like he would have done it. If he were there, he'd go over and say, well, you know, son of God and all that, but uh, he sold more records. <laughs> Just me and Elton John, <laughs> yeah. innit? So, um, Elton, neither of them you can come close. No. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Well, we're bigger than Jesus. Take that, Beatles. Um, yeah, Mary Did You Know is the point where the album loses all of its ridiculous charm. It, it's not even so much that it falls off a cliff. Badumtish. Yeah, on. very good. Uh, this is um, a sleigh ride crashing into a brick wall and all of the contents being absolutely eviscerated, splattered against a wall um, with what kind of sounds like a, like a kind of my first Gary Moore guitar ballad kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> it's what's going on there, rubbish. mate? Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. It's and bad. Um, yeah, uh, we then get the um, the second. Not the worst, though. I, they, you know, I, they, they've paced it well. I'll put it that. You know, I'll give them that. Uh, the second of the original <laughs> compositions. Heart of Christmas. Um, yeah, this is, oh, this is the one where I was like, yeah, I, I think he's out of puff. I think this has been recorded like the eponymous Rage Against the Machine album. I think they've done it in order live in one take because he sounds fucking tired at this point. Like he's he really, really losing his bottle. Yeah, he really does. Um, but like, it, it's just such a boring song. I mean, yeah. again, it's really, do again, it, it's lacking the ridiculous charm of the first half. Like, I, you know, going into this, I was like, this is going to be fucking painful. I mean, this is going to be sort of like, I, I was thinking kind of maybe in the like, maybe in the sort of mid 30s of the overall table and then i put it put it on and those first six or so songs i was like oh my god 
oh my god, this is actually. I mean, it's shit, but I actually quite like it. Yeah, um, Heart of Christmas is fucking yeah, just dull as you say. And yeah, Christmas should really not be boring. Dull. And you know, it's just it's it's just an incredible like all of them are sort of ballady. Mm. Um, and I mean, again, it's all kind of it's not even that. I'm just looking at the lyrics now, and they're not even sort of funny. They're just you know, again, it's like. It all oh, gets... Jesus was born. Oh, holy, holy, holy night. Holy night. Heaven's bells are ringing. Christ has come to save the world. Yeah. Jesus, the heart of Christmas. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Worship God's only son. Lift your voices and sing. All that. All that stuff. All the usual. All the usual kind of. All the usual gubbins. Um, yeah, gubbins and stuff. And like, it's just, it's very, very boring um yeah I, it's not even it's not even that funny really is it unfortunately that, that's it his his performance on that song is just so dreary it's like you because you reading that out that's more enjoyable than actually listening to him do it because you don't expect i, I don't expect you reciting the lyrics just from well from a computer screen to do it with any sort of lyrical whimsy but i kind of do from cliff richard on a christmas album so fucked it there mate absolutely yeah. fucked it aren't he um, you think he's you think he's fucked it, but then he comes steaming back <laughs> with yeah. "Go Tell It on the Mountain," a yeah. groovy vicar stylings of mm. "Go Tell It on the Mountain." Now, here's a little story uh, of something happened when I was a kid. We had this vicar, Nick the Vic. His name's Nick. Our drama teacher, right, cast Nick the Vic mm. uh, to be Danny Zuko in our school version of Greece. Oh. Right? So he was in his late twenties, maybe his early thirties. And it is weird to see a man in his late 20s stroke early 30s getting off with a 15-year-old girl uh, who was playing Sandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did get a girl from my year at school. So she was going to be 16 that year. And we got oh, a that's vicar fine. in. Yeah, yeah. We got a vicar in. I'm not even making this up. I promise you this happened. We got a vicar in to get off of her. Like, unbelievable. Just absolutely unbelievable. Um, anyway, after we did the thing, he was like, hey, we're going to have a cast party. Uh, around my house and so we took Ooh. him back to the we went back <laughs> and he made, gave everyone a shandy and he put the stone roses on and he's like hey guys have you ever thought that much like Jesus and like where we're from and, that? and we're like oh god see you man <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're going and this reminds me of him that's it really does it's it's just desperate and it is a proper like you know groovy vicar version of go tell it on the mountain mm. go tell somebody anybody <laughs> like he gets really tell somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. again it feels like another cry for i really need your help <laughs> it is isn't it and yeah, then um yeah. oh come are you faithful oh done sorry, sorry quite sorry, faithfully yeah. oh sorry go on yeah um, you want to talk about gotta go, go for tell yeah, yeah yeah absolutely sequencing would have saved that one if that was in the first half of the album that would be all right um it is it is really bad don't get me wrong uh, but comparatively all right i completely agree the highlight of that song i was i mean it felt like it was going on forever it's it's only just over four minutes as well it's not a long song you know it's certainly not twenty-one twelve. but fuck me it goes on for so long apart from there is one little break where he does as you say go tell somebody oh yeah tell them now it's like jesus <laughs> christ cliff richard <laughs> and jesus piece over here yeah it, it was uh it's good. It's yeah. a good. It's like it gets the old energy up a little bit when he gets angry. Yeah, angry yeah. Cliff. Um, I feel the same okay, way about you... Joe Talbot from Idols. Yes, he's very yeah. similar. Um, okay, were you faithful? Is quite faithfully done. There's a lot of hey nonny nonny shit in it. Yeah, and again showing off vocally as well, and again like changing the fucking going up and down the the vocal range. 
Oh, come, all you faithful, joyful and try. What are you doing? Just sing the fucking song. He's mariahing it up, isn't he? Definitely. And and he's not vaguely capable of doing that. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, This is uh, the only other one that I've got very few notes for. I've just put boo with several O's. Uh, Not a patch on the Twisted Sister version. Have you ever heard that, Steve? (laughs) Yeah, I have. That's fucking great. See, that's what you want from a novelty Christmas album. Is you just want, well, you basically want Dee Snider doing it instead of Cliff Richard. You do. You want fun. Because Christmas Mm. is about fun, ultimately. And other things, I'm sure. But, you know. Well, but to be fair to him, and then he he, he he comes out with Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, getting us back to the true rock and roll spirit, which mm. Cliff Richard is uh, part of. Um, my favourite bit in that is, you're, you're going to get a sentimental feeling when you hear a voice. It's like, you're going <laughs> to. You'll Normally have go, it. You yeah. will get you're you're gonna you're gonna get a sentimental feeling, mate. You're gonna get it. I fucker, you fucking will get it. I really, I really need your help. Um yeah, um, it, you know, rocking around a Christmas tree. It's just rocking around a Christmas tree, innit? Can't really fuck that up. It's a good song. Yeah, um, unfortunately by this point, too little too late. Uh my my experience with Cliff had uh a, yes, uh nosedived quite considerably. Um so again. Better sequencing. I mean, this could have this could have been two thirds of a, an album that I would have come in and been kind about. I think you know need yeah. to get need to get yeah, Maynard yeah, yeah. involved with the next one. Definitely. Yeah. Um, six days after Christmas, or ten thousand days after Christmas, as Maynard would have called it. I'm sure oh. is the f- oh, it's the final original song and the final track of the album, uh, and it's not even about Christmas. It's about New Year. Mm. Well, that, what that that hold on, mate. You can't really. I don't want a fucking Easter song at the end of this. Stick to the fucking script, mate. Six I, days after Christmas. Yeah, it's not. A, well, that's not what. No. 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 I mean, he. No, uh, I'm sorry. I don't want a New Year song. The only nice thing I'll say about this one is I respect Cliff Richard's hustle in hedging his bets about the long tail of sales of this album by having a New Year yeah. song. I think he's hoping for a second <laughs> peak just as we go into 2023. Um, fuck me, this is the nadir this is is shockingly bad bad. can i just say before we get into it lyrically cliff i'm sure you're a nice dude and whatever if this is what you get up to on new year's eve i ain't come around yours for a new year's eve party it's a time of year when we all hear the midnight charm linking arms we're all together singing old lang syne light a candle let it burn for all the love and lost share a story or sweet of what they meant to us. Short or sweet, I should say, of what they meant to us. Fill a cup of kindness, let it overflow, like they did before us, we all know. That is not what you do on New Year's Eve. No, you get absolutely fucking pissed. You get pissed, don't you? Pissed, yeah. You're fucking wrecked, you fucking nerd. <laughs> you <laughs> like, fucking oh, no. nerd. Come, what, do you want to come around mine for New Year's Eve? Oh, yeah, go on then, Cliff. What are we going to be doing? Oh, we're going to light a candle and we're going to talk about people who've died <laughs> and we're going to talk about all the things we liked about them. And then we're going to overflow a cup of kindness, which is, I don't even know how you do that. Well, I was going to say a cup of kindness. I mean, is that a, <laughs> a pour some sugar on me-esque euphemism, I wonder? <laughs> Oh, can you imagine? Cliff Richard, Daniel Donnell, Sue Barker, all <laughs> wanking into a cup on oh, New Year's Eve. No. I mean, the world does not need that. It doesn't, and yet you have manifested it. So, uh, I know. There we go. Um, yeah, should we I talk mean, about how bad the rest of the song is? Because it's it's not just the lyrics, and it's not just Cliff. Um, it's a bad I song. I would like to give a <coughs> special a special uh, sort of 
what's the opposite of uh, reprimanding i suppose it's the opposite yeah. of a shout out i guess i would like to uh-huh. massively reprimand so there are two songwriters on this um one of them doesn't have a wikipedia page so i'll go easy on them uh chris eaton is the lead songwriter in this song um chris if you're going to have the instrumental refrain of the Sing Hosanna bit from that hymn, Give Me Joy in My Heart, fucking commit to it, you fucking plagiaristic coward. You absolute <laughs> piece of shit. And then it's produced on a Casio keyboard. This is this is the song where it's like they've run out of budget, but they've got to get one more on there because, I don't know, it's like feature film length. The album's got to be 40 minutes to qualify for chart position or some shit like that. Um, absolutely despicable song. And they say the worst... The worst bit of this entire album is the final moment of it where Cliff Richard leaning into... I mean, it felt like it was panned slightly to my left earphone as well. Wheezing. Yeah, go on. It sent an absolute... It sends a chill down my spine. Yeah. It's a threat. It is a threat. It feels like a skit. It's like, you know, like, don't you fuck up. Don't fuck. Don't fuck with me. Don't you fuck. Don't you fucking... You buy my album. You get me above Stormzy. Yeah. Happy, Um, Happy... yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's that fucking little prick. <laughs> You're gonna get that festive feeling. Um, no, it's it's uh, to me, it wasn't necessarily a threat in terms of violence, but um, to me, that was the sound of being cornered by a lecherous older co-worker at the Christmas party where they know there's mistletoe nearby and they're they're not <laughs> going to take no for yeah. an answer. That's what I heard in that. Um, absolutely vile. I look forward to your injunction being dropped. I mean, to be fair, Chris Eaton, right? He wrote Saviour's Day. And look look what happened. Resting on his laurels. He has been resting. He's been dining out for 32 years mm. on the majesty of Saviour's Day. Yeah. And it's come to this. Well, Chris, if you're listening, I know it's Christmas Day. And I know you're trying to have a nice day with your family. They don't want to, they don't want to see you. Um... <laughs> mate you gotta do better than this we won't we won't have it no. sort your fucking life out mate you wrote saviour's day have some fucking respect if you don't sort this shit out next time this happens uh you know full metal jacket <laughs> yeah where they do. put the soap in the sock and everything that <laughs> that but with coal in a stocking to keep it festive oh, yeah you know yeah keep it festive oh, yeah yeah it's a sh- it's a shambles it's yeah, a bloody, it's a bloody shambles that, and that ending. That is a bloody shambles. I, I don't want to sound, think... sound a bit like Alan Sugar. It's a bloody, <laughs> bloody, bloody shambles. But yeah, but it sucks. You know what? I'm going to say in, to, to come to the album. Right, it sucks. But you know what? I can't really be too harsh on it because it is what it is. It's aimed at a certain section of people. You know, people who have don't like cardboard CD play cases. <laughs> oh, and, no, and, to be fair. and and my dead nan. And the songs are great, unless they're the originals. I mean, most of the songs are really good. Like, most of the songs he picks are good songs. Yeah. He is absurd. Yes. And he is mental. And quite why he's still putting him through himself through all this shit at his age, I have no idea. But I first listened to this a week ago on what they're like, the the, the 12th of December or something. When mm. I, was put, I, was putting my tree, I just put my tree up. Tree's on the other room. Add a mince pie pour myself a glass of wine and Ooh. add this on and i was like you know what I, I i don't i don't hate it i don't hate it i think there's some absolute dross on here which i would skip and i you know and i'm sure i will skip but 
and they're also the originals you're going to go for the originals you're not going to go for cliff's weird version of it's the most wonderful time of the year or his <laughs> weird version of go tell it on the mountain like you're not going to you're probably not going to go for that tell it now. when when it's on i was like you know most wonderful time of the year sleigh ride jingle bell rock blue christmas when a child is born rocking around a christmas tree i mean that's about half the album you take the originals out they're terrible they are terrible you know there's a few ones that are quite bad but i mean if you said to me what makes you feel more christmasy and more festive and ergo what are you more willing to put up with this being at number one cliff doing rocking around the christmas tree at number one or some shit or some fucking x factor winner or since they've gone even worse you'd think the x factor ending would mean that christmas number one would now be like a decent thing again but no we've just got fucking lads baby mm. like a sausage roll guzzling version of fucking Elstorm. you just yeah. Elstorm for sausage rolls you cunt i don't care how much money you raise I'm, I'm gonna give some money to the trussell charity just so i can slag off lad baby i'm gonna directly donate some money to that charity and go i gave some money to them and the only reason I did it, to be perfectly honest, well, it's in the good charity to give to, mm-hmm. but just so I can have a, just so I can go, nah, fuck lad, baby. Like, I would take Cliff doing this over the majority of Christmas number ones that we have had in the last, I'm going to say at least 15 years. At least, probably more. I think I agree with you. So... Mm-hmm. I, I agree on the songs that should be kept. The absurd songs that should be kept. I mean, to be honest, I do, I think this album would be massively helped by cutting out Mary Did You Know and Heart of Christmas because then you've just basically got a straight shot of stupidity until that final track. I mean, obviously get rid of the final track because it's one of the originals. Um, yeah, I don't hate it. I like it a lot more than I expected to. I don't hate it because like I've listened to 84 re- well albums of varying quality most of which were absolute dog shit um i think when we come to rank this in the re-ranking i think cliff is actually going to be looked upon quite kindly um and you're absolutely right i would rather that this get to number one than than lad baby or, or mm. uh, uh, yeah i mean there's nothing else in contention is there this has got to get number one over lad baby and it really should because he needs he needs our help yeah yeah <laughs> He does need. He does need our help. I mean, yeah. he's very, very, very clear Distressed. about that. He does need our help because in the aftermath of this, I mean, it's not much aftermath, but with um his hilarious video of him begging people to order <laughs> or pre-order the album and getting above storms in the chart, as we mentioned, it didn't work, no. and instead it peaked at number two, which is fine, really, isn't it? I mean, like I say, twenty-four thousand three hundred fifty-eight copies in the first week. That's pretty good, Cliff. That's it, pretty good. Very. I mean, good. you know. You might owe a bit. You might have to, you know, do a few. <laughs> you know, use Contract him as a drug mule, drug mule when he's on tour. Oh, Cliff Richard's first tour of Colombia for 30 <laughs> years. I wonder why he would go on tour in Colombia. That's weird, isn't it? It's because this album didn't yeah. make him. Did 17 dates in Bogota. But, like, <laughs> flying back to the UK it's each weird, time, he's it's doing, weird. He's yeah. doing one day in Colombia, and then the next night he's playing Wembley, and yeah. then he's playing Colombia. It's really weird, isn't it? I wonder, I wonder why. What a strange um, logistics schedule he's got. Oh, what a maverick. Really what a maverick. Um, but anyway, he's doing all right. And obviously, you know, we would normally go into the aftermath of our albums, but we haven't. 
had the full aftermath of this yet as because it was only released a few weeks prior to recording so if you do happen to be listening to this uh, because you've decided to do a deep dive on cliff richard off the back of some horrible posthumous expose documentary on the man jimmy savile style uh, we haven't actually been privy to that information yet so we can only go on our own disgusting prejudices really can't we sam yeah um yeah so basically. sorry if he's now considered a monster and we haven't been horrible enough about him um I mean, we, I'm, we, we I'm, don't know that, that that is true yet. I am going to predict. I mean, I kind of hope they wait until like after Christmas, just so that this this isn't horrendously um, <laughs> badly mistimed. I do think you know he's not got number one, has he? So he's, he definitely owes no. someone some money. I do think at some point over the festive period, you know, I mean, he got twelve days of Christmas after the twenty fifth, so they've got time. One night, his, his phone's going to ring. Landline, obviously, he still uses a landline. Still uses a landline. <laughs> he'll be attached to the wall as well. You know, be one of those ones on a hook. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be. Well, then you dial the. You put your finger in the thing and you dial yeah, yeah, it all yeah. around. One of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Vintage, classic, oh, well, mm. original in this case. But it'll, it'll and, be... he'll, the, and he'll recite the number like Victor <laughs> Melody used to go four two nine one. Ahoy, ahoy, you've reached Cliff. <laughs> The Richard household. <laughs> the Richard household. It's only you there, mate. You live on your own. He does own it, though. So we'll give him that. Or, well, yeah. not now, because that phone call, that's going to be coming from uh, Legs, while uh, Jimmy Jimmy Smiles is uh, on the other side of the road with the sniper rifle trained at his head. <laughs> I think that is going to happen. He's not made the money. He's not made the money. The money should go directly to Cliff. If Lad Baby had any integrity at all, they would give all of their proceeds. Witness protection for Cliff Richard. <laughs> for Cliff Richard, who needs their help. He needs all of our help. Um, anyway, there you go. We will put that into the ranking next year. Chris, Christmas with Cliff. Oh, we just decided that it was going to be rubbish and put it into True Crap Pop uh, without really knowing. That it I think we knew. Well, we sort of did know, didn't we, really? Um, anyway, thanks so much for listening. Have a nice Christmas. If you've listened to this on Christmas Day, fucking hell, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> Go see your family, you, you weirdo. Go <laughs> your family, for Christ's sake. Stupid thing to do, but we do appreciate it. Um, we'll be back next year with just regular True Cult Pop, and we will be starting to re-rank and continue with a journey on... Uh, making the uh, the tough decision to decide what the worst album ever made is. So that's all happening in the new year. Thanks very much for listening over the well, I think it was over the year. It's only really been three and a bit months, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Really, me and you doing this. Not even worth bothering with, really, is it? Probably not really yeah. worth bothering. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, thanks for sticking around for three months. I guess let's see how see how long you last with our shit we'll see we'll see anyway um thanks so much guys have a lovely christmas we'll see you in the new year and uh and to all a good night we really need your help